welcome back to Just Another Podcast. I'm Justin, and I'm joined by Josh Moulton. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent. Yeah, I just got back nice. from my honeymoon. Yeah. Uh, we got back Sunday night, uh, late. Not late. I'd say five or six. It's not super late, but later than I was expecting because we went to Lewiston to visit uh, Taylor's mom and stepdad uh, for a little bit yeah. for her sister's graduation party, which was like five people. But that's what yeah. a party is nowadays, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's great to see you. Uh, congratulations. Obviously, I was one of the chosen few at the wedding. I tell even, you what, man. Even with the honor of a, being in the wedding party. But even if we found out, so I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I was like, if we would have found out this whole shit show that's happening in uh, Millinocket with that yeah. wedding that happened, if that would have happened like a week prior, there's no right. way in hell we would have done the ceremony. No right. way. We yeah. would have had this small little thing here with like five yeah. people, everybody standing far apart, masks on all the time, got yeah. it done and been over with. But, you know, luckily we were able to do it safely and it's now been over two weeks. So it's pretty sure that we were pretty, uh, uh, pretty good at our wedding. So it's a good story to tell yeah. in the future, but I, I'm just right. so glad it wasn't us. Holy crap. Do dodged a bullet there. Can you imagine? So, so irresponsible. I mean, and I don't know the whole story. None of us will know the whole story. I'm sure we know people who know people who know people or something along those lines. But right. for 50, now 59 people to get it connected to that wedding, they must have been not given a shit. Like, they must have not been wearing yeah. masks and not doing this, that. And I mean, and we didn't wear the masks the whole time. Right. Not like we had a room that fit, could technically fit 500 people and we had right. 50. Well, it seems to me that it's more it's more of a thing where does somebody there have it? So like, if it's there, then it spreads like wildfire. Otherwise you're fine. Mm -hmm. that, that's kind of, cause like you look at like Nor uh, university of North Carolina, you know, like it seems to me that it's just super contagious. So it doesn't matter what you do if it's there and if it's not there, then it doesn't matter, you know? And, so, and if it's like personal responsibility and if you feel sick don't go anywhere like right yeah. we won't have to get in all the politics on it and all that crap but it's just yeah we're just lucky we were able to do the wedding that we wanted to in a sense you know covid yeah. related uh we right. took a week went back to work and then we went to sugarloaf and basically didn't get in we were on the patio eating food at places right. uh, and we went hiking and swimming in in streams and rivers um and then we had two of our best friends come up for one night but they've been with us this whole time right. as friends anyway so we weren't super worried about that um but we were able to get it all done now it's over with and now we can move on and not have to worry about the stress of that however i did right. you know i'll go back to work tomorrow or i went back to work yesterday but i'll go back to work tomorrow with actual students from umaine coming in so i'm a little stressed about that um yeah but hopefully we'll get some people paying attention when does school start up there? Uh, mon next Monday. Monday, yeah. Yeah, whatever, 31st. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens. So, well, so you went to the, so Josh went to the wedding. Josh was in the wedding. Yeah. He uh, was one of the chosen 50, right? That's what we call it, yeah. the chosen 50. Yeah. Um, Tiffany was there also, Josh's wife, and uh, we had a you know great time. I think it turned out pretty well. Um, Absolutely. But what have you been up to since then? I mean, I haven't seen you since, you know, a couple weeks ago. Right. I have been working. <laughs> um, 
pretty much nonstop. Uh, so we're just we're working on getting this uh, renovation done. It's a huge project, way bigger than I expected it to be. Uh, I'm literally just like waking up, you know, first thing in the morning. Tiffany's working, taking care of the kids, running around with them to get some stuff done. Then I'll, you know, she'll get home from work and I'll pretty much take off and go right to the theater, come home for dinner for a couple hours, hang out, you know, and then as soon as everybody's in bed, I'm right back down there until four in the morning, which is what I did last night, and then was back up to take Malachi to his doctor's appointment. So um, that's pretty much it. I'm just like, but we've made a lot of progress in the last two weeks since I've seen you because probably around that time there was not a whole lot done to be honest and like we've knocked out both the theaters and the arcade is like pretty much we're getting there we'll put it that way it's pretty close so but i mean um, obviously you don't want to say anything out loud but do you have a like an idea in your mind when you'd like to open like like i said you don't have to say it but i'm just saying like in your mind yeah, are you like target this date and hopefully you can get it there but you don't know just trying to play it by ear or? Right. So I had posted something on the Queen City Cinema Club page last week saying, you know, this, it's been like, as we've talked about a couple of times since I've been on, like, it's been like a blessing and a curse and, you know, gave me some opportunities for funding that I might not have had through Small Business Administration, gave me an opportunity to close and actually do the things that I wanted to do without having to do it around a schedule. But it also pushed everything back on the back end. So right now it's just like like i don't have, i we we tried to book a plumber uh maybe a month ago and it's going to be september 26th before we have a plumber in there so let's put it this way it'll be after september 26th <laughs> and see at this point it's like you closed because due to covid obviously you closed to right. the safety of yourself and all the people that go there right. um as well but but now it seems like you know, now you're close for renovations. If you, if people like, you know what I mean? Like if people are asking, why aren't you open yet? You know, obviously it's safety, but it's also like, now you're just right. close for renovations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell main department of labor that. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, no I, I, would I don't say, honestly think that any of them give a shit right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would say that um, we are still closed for COVID, COVID, but it's not for the health part of it. It's for the, we're closed due to the complications that has presented. Because That's a good way to put it. There's like a lot of, you know, there's shipping problems. Yeah. There's all the subcontractors are just booked out forever. Uh, we actually had to like, one of the plumbers that we got doesn't even do commercial. We had to beg them and they were still a month out. And then basically we ended up going with somebody else that we had already had a quote from because I was just like, you know what? I got so much work to do. It's going to take me that long to get done anyway. So the the cool thing is um, I'll have time to get it all done. It'll be everything that I want it to be. And we'll be open hopefully for spooky season, you know, which is my favorite time of the year. It's kind of cool though. Cause like one of the things I always said to people when they see the new patio at OBC was the fact that, when you do a renovation after you're open or like build something new or paint something or do something, people see the progress. Like people, 
they right. go in and they see like you pull into OBC and you're like, oh, they put a fence up. And then the next week right. they're like, oh, they put gravel down and so on. So then you get to the point where like, it's not a shock factor. It's like, I saw this being built. And one of the benefits we had with COVID was, you know, silver linings was you left in March from OBC and right. came back and all of a sudden out of nowhere, there was a patio. And it's right. like people left in March from Queen City Cinema Club and they're going to come back, you know, this fall and be like, holy shit. Josh did a lot of work over COVID. <laughs> when they when they see what we have done, sorry, I'm looking for my power cord here. Um, when they see what we, it, it's going to be a completely different looking place. To be honest, um, it's just it's changed a lot. So, <laughs> plug it in. Hey Tiff. Hey Tiffany. Hey. <laughs> but that's just it's cool. It's, it's a shock factor. She's my be a... she's my best boy grip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, the 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 idea of you being able to uh not shock factor but be like hey this is a this is a cool thing and you didn't have to see it be like don't go in here it's under construction it's like you closed right. and you'll open back up and things will be i would say mostly done because you're never going to be done i mean you're always right. going to want to do something there but like it's going to be the next stage of queen city cinema club and right. so the picture you posted is that i couldn't tell is that a, one of your old theaters that you renovated or is that that is that is the arcade. Okay. Yeah, the the glow in the dark. Yeah. Blue. Yep. That's the arcade. So uh, we're going with a different color scheme, different kind of vibe in there. Um, it looks pretty awesome right now, and I got some more stuff to do to it. So I I think it's going to be something kind of special for Bangor, to be honest. Have you watched the new high score? thing on i binged the entire thing see i almost started watching it last night and then we're into or not last night um saturday night uh, last night of our honeymoon we just like kind of like wanted to like relax after hiking for a little while and like put on the tv and we're like let's watch that new high score thing and we put like we're about to put it on but we watched the show rust valley restorers which is the car show and season three came out on friday yeah. So like, God damn it, we have to watch this. So we ended up putting yeah. that on. So I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. And I almost put it on, but I'm rewatching The Walking Dead. Yeah. And so I was like debating on it. So now is it good? Yeah. It's good. Um, it wasn't quite what I expected because uh, I was expecting a little more kind of arcade, you know, but like it, it does, co- it covers PC, it covers consoles, you know, there's some interesting Nintendo history. Um, so I'm into all that stuff. So that was cool. I was just like in the mode that I'm in right now because that's the room that I'm working on. I was kind of mm-hmm. hoping, you know, for a little more arcade stuff, but um, there's definitely like some really cool stories and uh, kind of perspectives on it. I wish it was longer and guess like five or six episodes. And, you know, I was like basically, like I said, you know, working all night into the morning and I'd come home and like start watching an episode or whatever and then fall asleep. And then by, I got done in like, I think two days, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's but, the yeah. benefit of, of Netflix is that we do get these documentaries that we probably never would see ever. You think right. they did that, the toys that made us series. Yeah. It's like yeah. who, what channel out there would have put that on there? Like it's, right. there's not enough network time for them to put it on in an actual slot. And same yeah. thing with like a high score video game kind of documentary. It's like, the things right. that streaming networks give us the ability to is have these weird, obscure things that we're in love with that we get to 
place and a platform to watch them. They're not, right. you know, and even there's other companies like um, even Sci-Fi did like the Todd McFarlane documentary about you know yeah. his rise and fame and all that stuff. And it's like that was I watched that streaming online. I didn't even yeah. watch it on Sci-Fi. And it's just like the internet has given us the ability to put some of these cool ass documentaries out there on some of the subjects that we love that never we meant. And then they made them what the movies that made us. So they yep. did that one with like that was really a good. cool film. That was awesome. That's one, that was really that's one cool. of my favorite things I've mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. Cause it was, no. you know, I, I, I was in uh, my master's program was film history and uh, you know, not, I mean, obviously I guess if I had studied those specific films, maybe I would have known some of that stuff, but like just from like a general knowledge and, you know, these are like some of the biggest films of all time, like things that I just didn't know. And like, I love like the backstories and kind of behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, my favorite movies are movies about movies, you know, so um, that was one of my favorite things that I've seen in quite a while. It's not surprising, but surprising to me in the same sense that the number of movies or TV shows or something it never would have been made if it wasn't for this. And it was like right. the Home Alone one was like, yeah. it never it should never really have been made. It was like right. basically done. And then it yeah. got rebuilt into something what it is now. We're, yeah. I'm listening to um, a Spotify podcast, uh, The Oral History of the Office. With, oh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, Brian Bumgarner, not Bumgarner, maybe it's Bumgarner. It's yeah, Bumgarner. Kevin, Kevin from yep. The Office. Yep. And it makes me like, there's like, that show was, they basically approved like two episodes of season one. And then when they right. stopped filming those two episodes, like, okay, you can get two more and you can get yeah. two more. And then you get six episodes in season one and they almost didn't get season two. And then one of the other cool things is the, one of the best episodes of the office ever is dinner party. And yeah. that show was actually in the process of filming when the writer's strike happened. So it's like, it's a possibility uh, really? that no sh- that episode never would have ever been able to be aired or made or whatever right one of the greatest episodes on tv in my opinion and it's just kind of funny how you only learn these things because of these other again i say streaming like netflix but spotify and podcasts and all these other avenues you can learn things from that we never would have learned about these obscure tv shows or popular even popular tv shows yeah i mean it's interesting i mean it's like uh i mean it's kind of like a i don't know how to put this uh like a worldwide kind of general philosophical phenomenon of like democratization where you have like an expansion of avenues and opportunities, but also that allows specialization. So, you know, and that's kind of like, you know, starting with Henry Ford and, Mm -hmm. you know, division of labor and all that. And, but everything like gets broken up into smaller and smaller pieces and you're able to like, go down these pathways and you know i i love learning so that it's really cool for me to be able to like get really deep into something like that and uh yeah well i mean you and i in in you know probably tiffany and taylor and a couple of our friends close friends don't need certain reasons to rewatch things like we just rewatch things because we're fascinated with things you know the number of right. times that most of us have rewatched star wars or indiana jones or back to the future right. or any of these big series from the 70s and 80s um but what these new tv shows or documentaries about these things and spot uh, spotify podcasts about stuff i mean camille nanjiani had a x-files podcast called the x-files files it just gave me another reason to watch the x-files again right but with more 
reason, like more intent, more like, oh, I didn't know this happened in season three, episode nine. So you watch that season again to pick up on whatever they talked about. The yeah. Office can only, I mean, I watched it, I've watched it 10, 15 times <laughs> all the way through. Yeah. And it's like this podcast is making me want to watch it again, but with other, now there's more reason for me to watch it. Now I'm watching for these, sure. hey, in episode two, season three, whatever, there's a po- uh a mug on the counter that's from the local da 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 and it's like oh i kind of want to see that with that and and not having to remake the series if that makes any sense it brings interest still to the current movie or series but not doing it in a way that they rebooted it right like just gives you a different perspective on it have we talked about how did this get made no it's a it's a podcast it's paul Shear and jason mansuzakis yeah from the league and uh I think is it just basically about how I thought it was I thought it was gonna be how did this get made like this is the behind the scenes technical gobbledygook about this is how you know this movie got filmed or whatever but it's about horrible films so it's like it's like like, how the hell did they how did this get made so you know there's one on um jingle all the way with Schwarzenegger and Sinbad I think uh, that one's a really good episode. They were they did uh, Rad, which is the BMX biking movie from the '80s, um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff on there, and it's hilarious. Like they watch the movie, then they all get together and talk about it in front of a live studio audience. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I have to check it out because those are the kind of funny things. I mean, I always look at some of these funny movies growing up, and some of them are just because like Disney movie, Disney Channel would just put out whatever drivel to help people watch something in the afternoon. Like, remember the movie Brink? It was a rollerblading yeah. movie. It was a movie about oh. rollerblading, and they had, like, the, the back. There was times where someone was, like, skateboarding, and they'd, like, argue about who, you know, fruit booters and all these other things. <laughs> and it was just, and you watch the movie, you're like, as a kid, I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever because I rollerblade right. or whatever. Right. But then as you get older, you're like, who the hell was like, yeah, let's make this movie. It was a it's a ridiculous right. movie. doesn't make any sense. There was a um, claymation christmas movie um called elvis the rock and reindeer mm-hmm. and or yeah something along those lines but it's like this claymation movie about a, a reindeer that's like a you know uh, obscure reindeer who listens to rock and roll music and like gets lost and all it's just so stupid and i've been trying to find it on dvd forever yeah and there's not on there i, I ended up watching it on youtube yeah I ended up watching it on youtube when i worked at downey's toyota on my lunch break not realizing the movie's like 16 minutes long but as a kid, I thought it was a full-length right. feature film. Because right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. time is so much different than when you're younger yeah. than it is when you're older. It sure uh, is. That's pretty funny. How did this get made? That's, that's I should check that out for sure. Yeah, yeah um, that's great. Sp- speaking of that, uh, one of the things I was thinking about the other day was with the, like Taylor and I were at Target the Sunday after our wedding. So like Saturday night we got married. Sunday we woke up here, had breakfast with my family. Then we're like, hey – we need a couple things. Let's go to Target. So we went to Target. Yep. At Target, I was like, I always check the movies, you know, like you probably do too, obviously. But like, yep. I go to check the movies. What's the new release? I forget what's coming out. Da, da, da. Right. It's such a weird time because there's yes. no new movies. There hasn't been any new right. movies in the theater. So why would there be new movies on DVD? And so it's like a weird time since basically since I would say at least April because things did come out in February. Right, but there's like this end of April, beginning of May till now, where it's like, what movies, unless they were made direct to DVD, which ninety percent of those movies are not watchable. Right. But so I was like, ah, oh, this this it's a sucky time for us people who are 
love films and movies yeah because you don't get to see any of this new stuff and then you know with a marvel cinematic universe freak like myself knowing that it's already in the future for a lot of our films and then they're even pushed even further because the movie that was supposed to come out in march or may is now coming out in november right it's just a sad time for movies it is it's pretty brutal i i do have the advantage of you know being a historian so when i go to bull moose i mostly buy older stuff um and collect stuff i also very much enjoy i should say i go with the intention of buying older stuff but i do buy like a lot of new releases actually just for the theater and stuff yeah but um i will say i it has saved me a lot of money over the last six months because I haven't, I haven't gone to Bull Moose nearly as much. You know, I, I was going like once or twice a week. Um, but yeah, it, it's weird and it sucks. <laughs> and I want movies back, you know. I guess this week they started releasing a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, what, was I, what did I see? Um, there's, uh, I have it right here. Yeah, ten, uh, no, New Moon. Tenants Labor Day weekend. So it's, I think it's what, another oh, weekend okay. away. And then yeah. Bill and Ted is streaming on the 28th. Right. They're going to do like direct to what on demand, I'm guessing. You just buy it and then you have it. And then yeah. New Mutants. Yeah, you have to like pre order it. New Mutants is supposed to come out. That's there's some funny stories in these too, because there's movies that are like, okay, they were supposed to come out in April. Now they're coming out in, in, in you know, August. But then there's right. other movies that were supposed to be made like three years ago. <laughs> And right. they basically have been made for three years and they just get pushed right. back and pushed back and pushed back. And finally, yeah. they're going to come out in April with a new Mutants uh, movie and now get pushed to the 28th of August. And now, hopefully, it will finally come out. Yeah. And I'm interested to see all. that. Is that. Are they still doing the horror? Yeah, it's like a horror-ish thing. Yeah. 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 Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's the, one of the cool things that superhero movies can do. You know, I think it's like we've done the comedy ones like Deadpool and even like Thor Ragnarok. And you've got your straight ahead action movies. You've got your like sci-fi sorcerer type thing with Doctor Strange. And even that one, Into the Multiverse is going to be more of the horror, thriller kind of thing. I'm pretty stoked for that one. But yeah, you think about New Mutants, like the the path that that has taken with, you know, rewrites and directors dropping out is it even going to get made then marvel buys fox and is it even going to get released and then they're probably like getting rid they're like finally we're going to finally get this out <laughs> like oh no a pandemic you know so like just cursed from beginning to end i mean how do you think with some of these so like obviously um new mutants is coming to the theaters which I right. you know still going to be hard for them. I don't know how many people are going to actually flock to the theaters to see it. Um, right. But with the, like with Bill and Ted going direct on demand and things like Mulan and their whole Disney Plus, but Disney Plus premiere where you have to still buy it. And I did read that if you buy the thirty dollars Mulan, though, you get it for as long as you're subscribing to Disney Plus. So yeah. it's not like buy it; you have to watch it within twenty four hours. You own the right. movie as long as you subscribe right. to Disney Plus. So, I mean. You know, you have a family of how many? What, five? Yeah, I think, give or take a couple. <laughs> so yeah, five uh, people at 10, see, just average, it's, it's more probably more expensive now than $10 a ticket, but that's $50 oh, for your yeah. whole, to hold, let's just say, just do an easy math, $50 for you guys to go see the movie sure. at the theater. So for you, 
if everybody in your family really wanted to watch Mulan, it's still cheaper for you to, to do it for 30 bucks and you own the movie. Now you can watch it right. 10, 15 times. Yep. Um, especially if you have a young, like with movies like it could do well with that is like if Frozen 2 would have been stuck in this pandemic thing. Right. It probably really easily could have done the 30 bucks because you guarantee all the parents are going to buy it. And yep. now they're, in order to keep it, they have to continue subscribing to Disney Plus. So Disney Plus is right. going to get thousands more subscribers for a longer period of time. Right. Because you have to have it. Because you, you know, oh, I paid 30 bucks for this film. I probably should just renew the new subscription. <laughs> and so right. do you think a lot of people will start trending towards things like that? Or do you think that it's just basically, you know, a hiccup in the theater industry that once we're back to normal, people will just still start really releasing. Movies. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think it's ever going to be the same. You know, I think even, even if say we woke up tomorrow and they're like miracle cure, we're just going to spread everything in a plane and, you know, we're going to dose everybody with like gas or whatever. Like there would still be changes coming down the line because they saw how quickly the whole thing can just collapse. So they're going to have to adapt, you know. And that's and that's if everything was just normal tomorrow. So I I don't know. I I don't really see I don't really see a lot of people like running to the theater to go sit in the theater with other people right now, you know. Maybe up here it won't be like that big of a drop off or whatever, but I mean, you know, they're, they're going to have to figure something out. And I think that there's also probably more revenue for them. There. I mean, when you, when you put a movie in a movie theater, like the studio is getting, like on Disney movies, they're getting 90% of the box office for the first couple of weeks. Um, other studios are a little bit less than that, but think about, okay, that's 10% them taking off the top versus I'm streaming. Now I have 100% of the profit you know um so i think that it's it's really hard to say which way it's gonna go but i think there's gonna be some like changes and i think there's gonna be some like creative approaches the thing for me is i'm a traditionalist i love the feeling of walking into the movie theater i love the feeling of like the big dark room and the humongous screen and just the they all have the same vibe. smell right yeah and it's, it's just not like, a bad smell. I'm just saying it's a smell. You know no, you're in a movie. Yeah. You you feel that you, you smell the popcorn, you smell the right. the seats in the theater and the dark yep. dank room. You, it's yep. just it is an experience. Right. You smell the the three hundred pound dude next to you while you're watching Lord of the Rings at midnight on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was an experience. Very very specific memory. Did he, did he smell um, like the the group of people walking? Right. Like what they would smell like along their journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the orcs is what it. I was surrounded by orcs for the opening of two towers, um, but yeah. So, I, you know, that would be something that I would miss, um, and I think, like even our, our theater, you know, the screens, uh, what, fifteen by ten. Yeah, you know, it approximates it uh but it's still more of a home theater mm. kind of setup um and it's i i you know to a degree it's kind of the same but there's something about having that freaking 
60 foot screen in front of you and just you know the it's just like it's a vibe man you know and it, it, it's the the idea that also one of the things i always talked about about renting a movie or uh, buying a movie or even like just streaming it on netflix is if you don't like it you can turn it off right very rarely a movie has been bad enough for me to get up and leave the theater like a lot right. of times i paid money for this i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna do it you have to watch it at a certain time yep. yeah it's a it's an experience it's a date you're gonna go out and right. do it um yep. the number of times we're like let's watch this movie tonight and then we're like yeah let's just watch tv and we right. just don't do the thing so there is something to say and it's something to say about like with your theater it's like you're still going out to do the experience right so what i think is going to happen with like even with move on and pill and ted and all these movies why wouldn't the theaters release them on demand like they're going to and then when things do get normal again i mean more normal than they are now right why wouldn't you just re-release it like they do any other movies that are out there like oh move on it did pretty good yeah. on disney plus we're gonna put it out for a limited time the next yeah. three weeks theaters would love it it'd be like a payback to the theaters to say hey we already made a lot of money on the front end because we released it on disney plus but let's put it back in the theater so those people who really like the movie or didn't get a chance to or were waiting to go yeah. out and pay the 10 bucks a ticket to go see it sure I don't see why they wouldn't do that in the future. I mean, they've done it with movies. I mean, Titanic came back out in the theater. I mean, right. they've been doing Avatar. it at Bangor. And they've been doing it at Bangor Cinemas recently. It's like they've been showing movies that are not current movies. And I'm right. guessing they're doing okay with it because, I mean, they wouldn't stay open, I don't think, if they weren't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I drive by a lot because I go to Home Depot a lot. <laughs> uh, and I, I didn't even know they were open, actually. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure how it's going, um, but yeah I I don't know it's tough man because I, like I I saw this meme last night and it was like oh we just spent six hours uh, decided we finally decided on a movie that my wife's gonna look at my her phone to and I'm gonna fall asleep to or yeah. whatever and in my house it's a little different like I'm the one that gets distracted oh, yeah. she's the one that falls asleep but. Um, yeah, it's like like you said, like you're almost. <laughs> it's weird to think like you're forced to watch it by going out. You know what I mean? But it does it does create like an entire kind of atmosphere where you're not able to be distracted. So you're not easily. distracted, yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like, oh, it's, I know there's only about probably twenty minutes left in this movie, and I have to pee. I'm gonna hold it. Right. Whereas right. at home, you'd pause the movie, you'd go pee, and then maybe right. get distracted or. Da -da -da. And as adults, maybe like, extracurricular activities. Right. Come into like play. I almost, like, I almost died during Endgame, you know? <laughs> like, I, you I had to, to use the bathroom? Like Ten minutes in, and it was like three more hours. Um, you yeah, get up so, and you're like, everybody, we know we're on the same page with this right now. Is it okay right. if we ask them to pause it? Can we do this right, right now? Yeah. That's, that's probably one of the things that I get the most compliments about at our place is mm -hmm. that you can you can get up and go get beer or get up and go to the bathroom and, you know, but um, I guess maybe, you know, the, the marathon of holding, holding it is also part of the theater experience. So, you know, we, we stretch our but, bladders out because of the theaters, you know, our bladders get bigger right. so we can hold it for the exactly. future. Yeah. We're evolving. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I just, I feel like it's kind of, it's just kind of weird that it's like, you know, that the that experience is what it because like when you break it down the whole system's kind of broken mm -hmm. you know um the uh ticket prices are way too high uh the studios 
take way too much of the money and movie theaters aren't you know actually doing that like that's like a you're basically breaking even type of business not going to get rich off it um so i think that there's an opportunity to move in some other directions if i knew what that was i would be doing it maybe it's something like our model i don't know yeah you know it's Smaller, crazy to think about personal. how much money the theater or how much money the movie industry makes as a whole. If you take the entire right. encompassing movie industry and put it together into one, that they were all one company, it's billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yes. And yet movie theaters are struggling. Right. It's, that's the crazy part about it. Like you said, there's a structure thing here. And it's, I'm yeah, surprised it's that you haven't seen Disney studios open their own theaters in big cities. Like, you know, right. now that Disney owns that many different things why isn't there in downtown manhattan times square disney movie theater that only shows disney and 20th century fox and all those movies on screens yeah. and they make a hundred percent of the profits like right I, i'm surprised at some point i would be surprised if disney did or like when you go to florida like in orlando there should be on the property for disney world a theater that just shows disney movies like and you right. can watch lion king like yeah. they watch like these older movies that you're like you know, Snow White and all these movies that came out years ago yep. that you can yep. pay your 15 bucks and go see. I think you're on to something here. Maybe I should work for Disney. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, so um, what do you think of the Bill and Ted uh, trailer? I, I It's exciting because I here's the thing. is I, we, I, We've we talked a little bit about on the previous podcast we went just on a couple weeks ago, about a couple months ago now, um, yeah. was remakes and reboots are like kind of like right. worn out. But yep. there are certain ones, like some, one of my favorite reboots of a TV show is the Wet Hot American Summer they did on Netflix because they just said, slap in the face, like, no, 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 this is the next summer. Right. But yep. yet it was made 10 years later. So it's like, everybody is right. way older. And yeah. the same thing with like Bill and Ted, it's like, not that aspect, but the idea that remaking or making a sequel to the movie years later right. and just getting the same like, actors and actresses still in, in it. the and, same timeline. It, it's just it, it there's something special about that that brings you back to the originals yeah and the same thing with jurassic world i think and when they did jurassic world it's like they connected it but put it in the future it's like don't yeah. reboot reboot right. in a sense what do they call it soft reboot when they bring it back future yeah. but don't actually reboot it it's like those are the kind of things they give a successful back to the future that maybe something like you know marty and marty's kids right find stumble yeah. upon old plans and i mean with right. ghostbusters the new ghostbusters go, afterlife go. that was supposed to come out this summer right, right? they go to Those the future are... and find the cure for parkinson's yeah exactly <laughs> uh, <laughs> my apologies no yeah exactly no but no but the thing is also what you could do with that is marty could be in the movie right he he can act still he just can't be right. in the long term he could sure. do the whole movie but right. if you had him act a couple of scenes and be like, yep. you know, it's the beginning and he's talking to his dad and da 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 da, and it's their kid and you know, Doc Brown eventually has like, like the kids come back like from the past, Wild West past, right. and uh, who could do something? And I wouldn't mind that. The talks of them going, no, we're going to reboot the whole thing and start it over again, suck because right. like you would never reboot Star Wars. So you'd add things to it. You they might right. someday because of the money grubbing Disney is, but like yes. I don't know. I just don't see the idea of like classic movies. Right. You know, there's a the line you, that uh, if they remade Gone in the Gone with the Wind, 
like those are the kind of movies that I got. There are movies that are that old. Right. I'm okay with it. Yep. Oh, obviously not Gone with the Wind. There's certain movies you can't remake anymore because of racial issues and sexual issues and all that stuff. Right. But old, old, old movies reboot, cool. But a movie that came out 10 years ago, I'm always like, eh. Right. So that's kind of where it started, I think, was they started making movies that were 20 years old. They're like 20 years and now, and then they started doing it like, I mean, it got shorter and shorter and they're just remaking things constantly. And uh, that got really old for me. So I, I think, yeah, we did talk about it. Like I do kind of like the like kind of legacy type of like, we're going to like really tap into this audience and this nostalgia. Um, I will say I watched the trailer once and I thought it looked horrible. No, <laughs> like it looks like a really bad movie. So I go, I was like uh, talking to my son, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's coming out, blah blah blah." But the trailer looks horrible, and I go, "Wait a second, the movies were horrible." Yes, I just have like a wonderful feeling about them because they were during my childhood. It was just something completely different. Like they're not great movies, you know what I mean? Like you know, they're classics, but they're not, you know. Yes, you're right. And that's the thing is a part of it is we want it to look like you. We don't, there's certain movies that don't need to be masterpieces. Like there's certain movies that just need to be stupid, funny, great movies that are just like worth watching, putting it back on, watching again. And and Bill and Ted was like that. And it's like when you bring it towards the future and you do another version of it, you're going to get all of us who are nostalgic about it because nostalgia is huge now. Yeah. Yeah. Past five or six years, nostalgia has been like, skyrocketed i mean we can say it with tubular and totally tubular and a lot of these things that we do that are like saved by the bell 90s throwbacks 80s throwbacks are huge right now and so it's like if you could make a movie and make a bunch of money off and that's probably why they ended up going to streaming because they're like okay if we real if we delay this movie it's probably not going to be the best thing for us so let's just put it out on streaming or on on demand and see what we can get for it um yeah it's it's yeah this, there, it wasn't the greatest trailer in, in the world, but it's yeah. not a good movie looking, but you still want to watch it. Unlike when Sonic's oh, trailer came out. It. Like when the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer came out, it was absolute yeah. shit. You're like, now it doesn't matter what happened. I'm not going to go see this movie. This is stupid. I might watch right. it if it's on Netflix, but like, right. I'm not going to the theater to watch Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. And they still have yet to make a good movie that was based on a video game in the theaters that is unbelievable like like award-winning i think they there's a couple out there that are pretty cool and pretty good but they need to make a movie based on a video game i think it'll be badass actually we'd be cool a series on netflix a grand theft auto series yeah i think that would be pretty cool or even like an old school red dead redemption status kind of series that uses the characters and the places from like red dead 2 or red dead 1 and have that experience but like don't try to create your own storyline use the storyline from the video game right put it on a big screen like why wouldn't yeah. you do that yeah it's a it's an interesting phenomenon that they can't although i guess it it took a really long time for them to get superhero movies right as well you know like i mean but look at the, of, what they did with like super mario could have been a unbelievable movie which it is That's one of, that, that but... one, i think that one's on how did it get made actually <laughs> that, that one is horrible it, it's it, there's just that's the Netflix version, like the dark, 
you know, you're, you know, your Punisher and your Darede- Daredevil series on Netflix yeah. were pretty dark and gring- grungy yeah. and stuff. It's like that was the movie. Like, who the hell in their mind was like, we're going to make a movie for adults yeah. based off of a kid's video. I understand making an adult Super Mario in 2020 because right. Super Mario came out years ago. But when you make a movie in the 90s based off of a video game that hasn't been out that long, right. that most people who have played it are kids, right. and you made a movie that's like, would scare little children. <laughs> yeah. There, uh, I guess I'll send, I'll send you this once we're done. It's, uh, there was a, I don't know if you ever saw it. It's a bumper uh, from South by Southwest, maybe a decade ago. And somebody did like a fake trailer for a Mario Brothers movie. And it was amazing. It was like, I would, I like, I watched the trailer. Still to this day, I'll go back and watch it because it was like, like that'd be the greatest movie of all time. And it was just like very like, it was like, you know, it was like Tim Tim Burton's Batman is the actual Mario Brothers that got made. And this was like a Christopher Nolan Batman Mario Brothers. It's just, it's awesome. Think about Tim uh, Burton. Tim Burton would be an excellent director for a Mario. But yeah, like, if you yeah. did Tim Burton Mario movie and it was like Nightmare Before Christmas style right. Mario movie, I would be, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. It's the, there's, sure. That movie is just one of those movies that people are always like, you own this movie? I'm like, this movie's badass. <laughs> Don't, no, this is a badass movie. Yeah. The old Mortal Kombat movies. Like, yeah. I love those movies or the old Spawn movie. They're all not good movies, but they're just, right. I don't know. It's like, I like playing these video games, so I kind of want to sit there with the controller down and watch right. someone else play the video game. And Sure thing. I don't know. That, yeah. it, but I still never understood how they got from Super Mario Brothers on nintendo yeah. to the movie if you were to put those next to it like, i'd love to show someone who's like you know those like uh, there was a tiktok thing that just came out recently that was uh, this this there's a line down the middle of the screen and there's a one side that says i know this song and the other side says i don't know this song and these two girls are on it and they're supposed to like a song plays and they're supposed to go don't know this song you know know this song and so on it's songs that are like like Josh, like I, the fact that they didn't know these songs made me mad, <laughs> made me upset. Right. And they're just yeah. like, nope. And the entire TikTok is just them on the right side saying they don't know this song. Yeah. And I was just like, I'd love to do that with like that, like you know those like um, they feed like a uh, microwave Italian meals to actual Italian people on, right. on like whatever, yeah, yeah up rocks or whatever it is. Yeah. And I want to do that. I want to put them side by side and be like, this is the video game. Right. This is the movie, and have people go, "What in the hell were yeah. they thinking? <laughs> How many drugs were they actually on when they made this movie?" Right. Which yeah. is funny because I love John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo right. is one of my favorite people. <laughs> yeah, maybe not enough for Mario Brothers, but it's so uh, I was just gonna say since I kind of brushed against it for a moment, did you see the DC trailers that dropped? Yes. <laughs> What's that voice? Well, I don't like DC, so it's like I don't. Uh, like, it, I I watch every. I will anybody out there listening or watching. I do watch every DC movie. It's not like, right. and I do own like I own all the Back to the or, sorry Back to the Future uh, Batman movies. I have Justice League over here. I do own Man of Steel. I own the Superman movies. Yeah. I have you know Suicide Squad. I do own those movies. Wonder Woman. Right. They're all great movies in a sense, but there's something. But there's something like if it wasn't Marvel, delete Marvel Cinematic Universe out of this world. Sure, those movies would be the epitome of st- uh, superhero movies. They would be, yeah, because they'd be obviously a the only ones that are being made. But they're still better than you know other movies that have been made in the past for superhero movies. Yes, it's just Marvel's been able to be like 
like an 11 <laughs> over yes. and over and over again that makes DC look like they're a four over and over and over again. So right. I always get yeah. out. Like if they can make it, they make badass trailers. I will tell you that DC yeah, has done an amazing, amazing job where I'm like, damn, I want to watch that movie. God. Yeah. Ah. And then you watch the movie. You're like, Oh, so all the cool parts from this movie were in the trailer. Okay. Now I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which one are you looking forward? So, I mean, are you looking forward to anything that's DC related right now? Or what's Honestly, that? I think, I think Zack Snyder gets way too much guff like i think he's actually like i think people criticize him way too much and i hated justice league with passion i thought it was horrible i was so mad because like you know yeah i'm 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 kind of a marvel fanboy myself but like batman was my first superhero you know and um Justice League, Super Friends, you know, like that's how old I am, you know. And um, I thought that that could have been just, honestly, like if you think about it, they should be blowing Marvel out of the water. You know, they have a, they have a great cast of characters. And, but I watched that Snyder cut trailer and I'm like, this looks like a completely different movie. I actually, I would actually go back to the theater and watch it. I might be disappointed again. I'm going to be like, damn it, DC got me again. But um, I, I'm pretty excited to see what he had in mind. But will DC uh, and Warner Brothers ever give him credit, even if it's a success? Like, even if it's like the best movie that's ever come out of that, that title, that, uh, that franchise, right. are they ever going to actually give him credit for anything? Like, the idea that it's just something they feel like they have this huge grudge against Zack Snyder. It's unbelievable. Yeah that they haven't done. I mean, I, I want Suicide Squad. Like, the new Suicide Squad. Oh, for, let's back up a second. The fact that they're just doing another Suicide movie, Suicide Squad movie pisses me off. Like, that, yeah. to me, like, why isn't it Suicide Squad 2 with the same actors and bringing, you know, so on and so forth. There are some, but it's, like, yeah. it's basically a reboot. And I, right. that pisses me off. Like, if you're going to do a reboot, shut everything down on DC. Everything that you want to be in the same universe, shut it all down cancel everything start over again have all these people work together have executive producers that work you know one of the things that was amazing about the mandalorian tv show on disney plus was that each episode has its own director but they all were there they filmed everything together and everybody's like oh in my episode i'm doing this in my episode i'm doing this and and again another cool documentary thing is the mandalorian behind the scenes thing on disney plus but the fact that just redoing things and rebooting things and throwing things on and changing Batmans and all this stuff will never make them. And again, Marvel fanboy, never make them equal to Marvel because of right. that. But with yeah. James Gunn doing Suicide Squad, that wins me over because James Gunn, to me in my eyes right now, can't go wrong. There's no like, right. what can he do wrong right now with after what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So Suicide Squad, I'm looking forward to. Zack Snyder's cut obviously is supposed to be tremendously better hopefully that will be better but you're right it's gonna get us in the theater or watch the movie where we're like all pumped up we're all like uh you know on high and (laughs) matt reeves batman looks great yes i think i really do think it looks i mean you know it's got like the i don't know it's got it's got some interesting pieces of stories that haven't been told cinematically yet um so I'm, but I'm that's one thing I will that. say they did right, which is you have to 
I, uh, not nobodies, but like take a chance on someone. Robert Pattinson, or Pat, what's his name? Pattinson? Is that his name? Yep. Is not a nobody, but he's a nobody now. Like he was in Twilight. Right. What other movie can you name that he was in? Uh, a couple, but he was in The Lighthouse. He was really but, good in The Lighthouse. But like he's he's been, so after Twilight, he was like, I hate that I was in Twilight for seven movies. I want to be a serious actor. Yeah. And went and did a bunch of indie stuff. And actually, like, you know, not mainstream at all, but has proven his acting chops kind of behind the scenes, you know what I mean? And to then, get uh, someone that does that, but, but then, it's not your A actors, because that's the right. problem that they've always done with Batman. They've always been like, let's get Val right. Kilmer, and let's get, right. you know, Christian. I mean, Christian Bale was obviously probably the only thing I remember Christian Bale being really good in is like uh, Psych, uh, Psych, no, American, American Psycho. Psycho. And then yeah. um, I watched Newsies as a kid over and over yeah. and over again. But like yeah. the idea of, and they made three amazing Batman movies with that yeah. character, that the actor that was not nobody, but just not, you know, they took it, right. uh, Marvel took a chance in Robert Downey Jr., which ended up launching a franchise that is one of the greatest franchises ever. But then right. you look at a lot of these actors and actresses that are playing, they're not, as they grew up and now they're in 23, 24 movies, they started to be able to hire people that are like, great actors but at the beginning give these people that are just kind of like been like you know putting along a chance and giving robert pattinson a a, a job like batman could be a saving grace for the batman franchise because let him take that and run with it and be you know don't use a name to sell the the name of the actor to sell the movie use the character's name to sell the movie right ask someone right now name give me five superheroes Four of them are going to be DC people. One of them is going to be Spider Man. Guarantee right. you. I mean, Batman, yeah. Superman, Wonder Woman, right. Spider Man. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be so why they haven't been able to do it, like you said. I think part of it's this casting. I don't think they do a good job casting. But. Yeah, for sure. And I think that they have a hard time finding, like, a. Not that, like, not everything has to be a cinematic universe. You know what I mean? But there has to be some type of overarching approach. So it doesn't necessarily have to be all tied in together. I think they're starting to maybe figure it out a little bit with like, but it's still kind of like confusing because you got like, you you did like the Justice League and Batman versus Superman and all that. And then Joker is outside of the Suicide Squad, the new Joker. Then you have new Batman. But now it just came out this week that in the Flash movie that they're still talking about doing, they're bringing back Batfleck and Michael Keaton. So I don't know if we're like in New 52 territory or what's happening. But you're right about not having to create a cinematic universe because you don't have to do that. Obviously, Marvel's been successful at it. And I think, you know, people may want that to think that they can compete with Marvel. Right. But you shouldn't create a superhero movie now that you only make one. Like right. you should go into a superhero movie now that you know there's gonna be a sequel to it because that's what people want. I think right. if you sign on Robert Pattinson to play Batman, you should sign him on for three films. Right. And you should make three films and use the same characters. And if you put a Batwoman or a Batgirl, whatever you want to put in there, pull them in. But yes, Batman and Joker have been tied together for history, basically. Right. The Suicide Squad and Joker tied together. So when you start making movies that are outside that thing, A, those people, those people like myself who've been Marvel fans for years get confused 
Right. Like, wait, they don't know each other. They're in a different spot. Because Joker was probably one of my favorite movies that that DC's made in recent years. Right. But like, they kicked ass with the first bat with the um, uh, what's his name, Christian Bale Batman series, and that whole right. thing. It's like, I'll watch the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises over and over and over again because yep. they did a great job with it. I just don't know. I don't. I. It's like DC's gonna have to like crush our movie, like absolute crush yeah. our movie. For me to be like, oh, okay, you know, because I'm never gonna read DC comic books. I'll be honest right now, because I yeah. just have too much to read from Marvel as it is. Right. And then I, I've started to branch out a little bit to more, like I'm into the new TMNT ongoing series for comic books, and yep. you know, some other independent artists and some things yep. from Scout comic books, and you know, Martyr Hobo and all those guys. Like, those are the comic books that I'd rather get into than right. go into another big conglomerate. Like, I have my Marvel. I have my image and then I do my murder hobo and you know, those kind of things. And then, yeah. So I've been reading like undiscovered country and all those things that I hope get into made into TV shows or movies. Yeah. For me to read a DC comic book is going to be, it's, it's not, there's no reason for me to start doing that now. Right. So for me, the DC world for me is a movie or TV show. Right. Yeah. And I did like the Arrowverse and the flash yeah. and all that stuff they did on the CW, which obviously was similar to Smallville and all those movies where right. shows were, it's geared towards 14-year-old girls and guys, but right. I like it. It was good. They did a, I think yeah. that's one of the best things they've done. And they created yeah. the Arrowverse and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there's something crazy going to have to happen in that DC world for me to absolutely love it. I just, right. I know, I don't know. There's something, you know, Wonder Woman comes out this summer, right? Yep. October. Yep. October 2nd, it's Wonder Woman. It's the, it's, <laughs> it's like summer, Summer has been delayed. Yes, we just shifted <laughs> summer because I mean, uh, right. it's which is funny because uh, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out in June, it's right. now coming in October. Uh, Black Widow was supposed to come out in May, which is now coming out in November. But I think what they Marvel did, did was I was gonna that was gonna be my next question November 6th. As you know, I am a uh, pretty substantial Black Widow fan, so yes, I've been and, waiting for it. And so, but I think Marvel did is Marvel picks their dates. Like Marvel has like November sixth and May da 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 and right. July this and I think they just shifted it. They didn't pick a new date. They just shifted it to the next right. date. The next date yep. was November sixth. So that would be Black Widow. Um, but and then I don't know if any other superhero movies. The Eternals is now February twelfth, and that's the other thing Interesting. that Marvel's doing. I think great is they've taken chances on things people know nothing about. Right. Like. And in, I mean, February is the dead season. Mm -hmm. Like that's when you release movies that you do not care about. Um, well, you, re you release Black a movie Panther like Eternals killed in February. Killed. It's, it's, it's again because of the fact that it's not a sequel, but it is. It's like right. I have to watch this movie, and I mean, they did a great job releasing it in Black History Month too. I mean, let's be honest, that's probably right. a marketing right. thing. But the the Eternals again is the on. I think the Eternals is on the same plane as the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is. Right a comic book that people don't know what the hell is it. What the hell is the Eternals? Right. But they're going to take a chance and they're going to make a comic book movie based off of something that no one knows anything about. And hopefully people go out there and download the Marvel digital subscription and read the Eternals so you know, have a little idea what's going on. But they're sure. going to create another movie that has no <laughs> known, and they take risk on actors. I just yep. mentioned Camille Nanjiani earlier, who's a comedian. Yep. He's in the movie as one of the Eternals. Yeah. Like That stuff he is badass. Too. Yeah. 
Rip. It's so funny because I watched. <laughs> you watch Silicon Valley at all? Oh yeah, I love yeah. That they, they did that. They did that joke like it's towards the end of like the very last season. He's ripped because he was filming the Eternals, and they're all right. like, "What the hell happened to you?" Yeah, it's like when um, yeah. Chris Pratt was in um, Parks and Recreation, and he's walking down right. the stairs in England on the episode they were in England, and I'm like, "Wow, man, you look great!" Because he was filming Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's like, "Yeah, I just yeah. gave up soda. It's really crazy." <laughs> <laughs> I just love how they called attention to it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife is March 5th now. And then Morbius, which is something I was super looking forward to this summer, yeah. is now March 19th. So a lot of yeah. them just, I think they feel like they just did it a year later. Yep. You know. Yeah. 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 Uh, Marvel has uh, definitely like earned the benefit of the doubt with those movies of mm-hmm. things that you're just like, what is there? I mean, I honestly, I didn't know much at all about guardians before i went and saw that um that's a pretty obscure title before that happened oh it was yeah um guardians it was like my favorite movie when it came out guardians one like the guardians and not one movie but guardians issue one in the comic books was in the 50 cent bin for years i mean i have first appearances of things that mean nothing like i own comic books that are just like first appearances of x y and z and it's like Nothing will ever that won't mean anything to anybody ever, right? But like a fifty cent comic book that you threw away, or you're like, hey, I need to wrap something up to ship something. You'd rip up Guardians of the Galaxy right. one, ship it out. Ended up becoming a comic book that's worth a ton of money because of a f- movie franchise that yeah. took off and exploded. So like, obviously now people are catching on to these things. So like, Eternals one is like already right. worth a bunch of money. But it's like this idea that create a comic book movie off of something that no one can relate it to anything. And that's a right. big thing to me, because how many times have you gone and seen a movie? I went and saw, um, what's that movie, the video game movie? Um, Ready Player One. Yeah. Actually, that's a, it's not a video game movie. It's a book movie, but. Right. So it's really not a, based on a video game. But um, I went with a friend, Randy. You know Randy. Yep. Uh, Dirty Randy. Yeah, we went to, we went to uh, the movie to see that movie, and, oh, the book was better. That aspect is a very common thing when you see a movie based off of a book. And sure. so if you create a movie based off of a book that no one's read, right? then it's actually going to be a no, no one can, oh, the comic book was better. No one's read Eternals comic book, right. or not no one, but like a lot of people haven't. So right. you can't, I can't go into the theater and be like, oh, this is not as good as the movie. In the, in the comic book, it did this, that, and the other thing. Right. If you create a comic book movie based off of a comic book no one's read, you can't go wrong. Because right. the comic book yeah. is now going to be related to the movie and not the opposite. Right. So. Yeah, I think maybe, I don't know. For me, like Ultron was one of those things where I was like, I know how this goes. And some of the changes that I wasn't, because I'm a like, Tony Stark fanboy. So I'm like, why are they making Tony, make it Tony's fall? I, you know, but, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, where you're just given like a blank slate to do whatever you want to do it definitely works you know it, it, it you're right but i also chalk it up as a marvel fanboy again i don't feel like i have to preface this every time but i'm always like yeah but movie rights it did and i always come up with an excuse of why they had to change it because yeah right. they did have to change it because like in civil war spider-man wolverine all these characters they didn't have rights to at the right. beginning weren't right. going to be part of it so you couldn't do it that way and so right. the exact same thing comes on with you know you know, Ant Man wasn't a big thing at that point. So to Hank, you know, Hank Pym created 
Ultron technically. And, and right. so the stuff is you couldn't do it because of rights and all this other stuff. And it's like, I always chalk it up to that, even though some of that's real and some of it's not, but I'm always like, yeah, I blame that. I was like the whole time before it came out, I was like trying to justify it. Like I'm like coming up with all these like crazy harebrained theories about what's actually going to happen that, you know, absolves Tony Stark of any fault, but <laughs> you know, anyway. I mean, they did, they did a good job at what it was. If you hadn't read Yeah. After I saw books, it, I was, ha- yes. I was happy with it. You know what I mean? Like it made sense. It fit into a storyline, you know, all of that. It was just like, sometimes when you are a hardcore comic reader, and you'll see things coming out in the movies. You'll be like, yeah. duh, why are they changing that? You know. So uh, there's like a funny thing is that like, some, some of these movies actually worked out pretty well. Like West Side Story was supposed to come out December 18th. Still coming out December 18th. Coming to yeah. America, which is the sequel to Coming to America. But these are number two instead of the T.O. Uh, <laughs> unchanged. The new Dune movie coming out, Unchanged. Um like I said, some of these are moved because of the fact that other movies got put in their place. So, like, right. you know, Eternals yeah. got moved to February because it was supposed to come out when um, Black Widow was coming out and and yeah. so on. But um, it's just so fun. F9. <laughs> Fast and the Furious 9. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I was looking at a bunch of movies. Quiet Place Part 2 is coming out next year. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Spiral. Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Huh. This seems interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Venom, the new Venom movie is going to be awesome. Top Gun 2 or Maverick. Uncharted movie. So the Uncharted movie could be the first super, or video game movie that actually becomes... But, but Uncharted, is that based, it's based on a book, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I thought I it was. But, say, yeah. but that, that's Tom Holland. I mean, that could be a good movie. Tom Holland's the star? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you catch me in here, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Uncharted starring Tom Holland was the first of next year's blockbuster to be officially moved. It bounced around and scheduled a few times from March, then October, then back to July 6th of 2021. So it's July 4th weekend, in a sense, yeah. uh, of next yeah. year is uh, Uncharted, which is based off of the, the, the video game um, yeah. th- that our friend Ben Bishop is a big fan of, too. Yeah. <laughs> the game a lot, but... Uh, so yeah, we, we, I'm excited. That's what I'm excited for is the um, aggregate movie <laughs> from Ben Bishop. That's what I'm excited for. And they're actually, right. I don't know if you watched the Comic-Con uh, panel with uh, Kevin Eastman, Ben Bishop, and the, um, yeah. Al, uh, who is it? Who's Allard? Is it who Brian played with them? Um, he, they um, are in works of a, of a TV show or a movie with Drawing Blood, which would be badass. So that would be cool. I love those yeah. kind of things that are like, you know, kind of yeah. false fiction, realistic kind of like <laughs> everything. Right. But um, so in the sense, will you be buying Bill and Ted on demand? I don't think that I will be able to resist. I don't know. I don't know what the price is on it. You know, I mean, I would, I guess it's on demand. It's not going to be 30 bucks, I don't think. I mean, I mean, you know, my business is closed down. Unemployment insurance is running out. And I will probably still buy it and watch it and be like, this is horrible. Why did I do this? And then spend the next two weeks thinking about it, how awesome it was. See, I think the benefit (laughs) people are doing this on demand thing is that, like, 
we're not going out. So like Taylor and I have gone to some restaurants to sit on the patio as long as yeah. we're spaced apart and so on. We go yeah. to Target because we feel Target's pretty safe. We do stay our distance. Target's never really overcrowded either. So it's right. like you feel like you can keep your distance. Yeah. Uh, we do Hannaford to go right now. So we're still trying to keep our distance. So we're staying yeah. home a lot. And when we stay home a lot, like what are we going to do? There's only a right. certain number of things. I will say I watched the trailer on Netflix this morning for Power um, Power Project. Yeah. It's like a mix between – what did Taylor say? It looked a lot like – oh, um, Iron Man 3 yeah. with the uh, extremists. Yeah. And a mix between limitless with a pill. Yeah. So you, you turn the not like the pill a certain way and it activates it, you eat it and you get a superpower, but you don't know what superpower it is. Oh, it only lasts for five minutes. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Um Jamie Foxx is in it. Okay. So it's on Netflix. So I was like, Oh, that looked pretty cool. So I sent her to the trailer this morning to be like, Hey, so we might watch that tonight. And yeah. so there's some things that you want to watch on TV, but like at the point when Bill and Ted comes out on the twenty eighth. You might say to yourself, well, what else is there to watch that's new that we haven't seen? Right. And it may just be like a, oh, I guess this is what we have to watch. Not, right. you know, oh, but like a more like, I want to watch something new and this is what's out. And so that could be kind of beneficial to some of these companies with, you know, September 4th Absolutely. with Mulan. It may just be like, yeah, oh, I have Disney Plus. And when yeah. you press a button to buy something on the, on the TV, it's so much easier than having to take your debit card out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, having one one touch buy on Amazon or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. They definitely have somewhat of a captive audience right now. So, you know, I mean, the issue then becomes the fact that they've created such a large universe of options, you know, because like, like we were going through our stuff yesterday because like my, debit card got hacked or whatever and i had changed my number and so all of a sudden we didn't have netflix we didn't have hulu we, but we we were going through our like okay we got netflix hulu with live tv and espn plus and disney plus and amazon prime yeah and and we have them all and so like if i have all of those things available for me to watch why am i going to pay another 15 20 25 dollars to watch something that i know eventually will be free on those st streaming services and the idea that you probably will find something you haven't seen in a long enough time that will be quote unquote new to you like you'll know some lines but you'll know some scenes but right. like there's still movies that i watched from 10 years ago that i'm like oh i forgot this happened in this movie or oh, i forgot this person was in the movie yeah is there that aspect that you have all this stuff that you could watch now and then right. likely a movie like Bill and Ted's going to end up on a, some sort of streaming service right. or five ninety nine used at, at Bull Moose when it actually comes yeah. to Blu-ray. Like, so I think an interesting kind of um, example of this for me was uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Wait, that was, the, that was the name of the last one, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Which I just watched for the first time on Disney+. Plus. I hadn't right. like during COVID. So that's what happened was I was stuck inside the house. I had heard it was horrible. Um, I fought the urge. It, it like wasn't out on Blu-ray yet. Everything got delayed. It wasn't out on Disney plus. And then like it hit, you know, Amazon. I think I was able to like 
you know, rented or yeah. whatever. But it took me like a long time to like bite the bullet on actually paying for it. Um, and I actually didn't think it was nearly as bad as people said it was, but you know. And that's like, you know, I love doing these episodes where we talk movies and stuff like that and we'll give our opinions and, and, and so on. Like it's, it's fun to talk to someone about other opinions and stuff. But let's be honest, our opinions mean shit. Like, your opinion means nothing. My opinion means nothing. You have a different love for movies than I have a different love for movies. I just talked about how much I love Marvel movies, but there's someone out there that's the equal opposite of me. Marvel movies suck, and Disney movies or uh, DC movies are their favorite things that's ever come out. Right. There is that aspect. (laughs) Those people are not people you want to hang out with. But no, (laughs) they. They, uh, but there is that aspect of like whenever I read a review on something, I'm like, let me actually just like watch this movie myself. Like, right. I don't, don't go see that movie. No, that's not, no, like, I'll right. go see that movie. I want to go see that movie. I, every yeah. Marvel movie, you'll see me in the theater. Like, yeah. one of the benefits I do love about Marvel's movies being de- delayed till November is that now I don't have to go to the theater until November. Right. Let's be honest. Like, sure. I don't yeah. want to have to go to the theater right now, but I'd also don't want to not go see. I, there's Dr. Strange was the only one that I missed. And that was because I was going through a horrible time in my life yeah. that I would, didn't get a chance to go to the theater to see. And I had to wait for it to come out on, on, on Blu-ray. Yeah. Every other DC uh, Marvel movie I've seen in the theater. Yeah. I'm not going to miss this in November. I'm going to bite the bullet. Even if Taylor doesn't want to go, I'm going to wear my mask the whole time. And right. I'm going to go to the theater and sit down and watch black widow. Yeah. So people's opinions don't matter to me. Is what I'm trying to say. It's like that, that aspect right. of it, like make your own opinions, do your own thing. It's like, same thing with restaurants or anything like that. Like a number of times I've read a restaurant review and be like, this is horrible. This is right. And I go there and like, this is the best restaurant I've been into in a while. Right. It's timing. It's comedic. I mean, honestly, you know it. There's movies you've watched at a certain period in your life where you weren't doing amazing and you weren't right. super happy and you watched a movie and you're like, yeah, don't get it. Then you're happy right. and you're, you know, you have a, you know, amazing wife and you have a great family and, da, 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 and you watch the movie, you're like, this movie's badass. It's like right. your physical emotions and your mind state in the, you know, how tired you are and what time of day it was and what day of the week sure it is thing. does change how you like things. And Absolutely. You know, I've tried. Or even who food. you watch it with. Yes. You know, or like I'm, you I'm big on like, I, I do watch a lot of films by myself, but I would always, always, always prefer to even, I guess, even if we didn't even talk about it afterwards, like just the experience of like sharing it with somebody, I think makes a big difference. One of the things I was told years ago about relationships, and I'll we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up here in a second. But like, one of the things you always should do if you're first starting to date someone or go on dates with someone, go see a movie at like four or five o'clock in the afternoon, watch the movie in the theater, then go to somewhere like Orner Brewing Company or you know a local restaurant, just a little tag there. And sit down, eat dinner after the movie to yeah. talk and discuss the movie you just saw. Yep. Because a number of times people go, oh, I'll go to dinner in a movie. It's like dinner, then you go see the movie, and then you drop the person off, and you go home, right. and then you have no one to talk to about the movie. Right. Go to a movie, then go to dinner, and so on. Or yeah. go to Queen City Cinema Club. Right. And go see a movie, rent a theater for a couple of hours at four or five o'clock in the afternoon, and then come out and sit at the bar. Right. Discuss the movie that you just saw. Right. Have dinner and talk to the bartender about the experience with your. Absolutely. Dinner. I mean, you may have to sit at a table and have me come over, 
than stand Either way, I'm just saying that there know. is that aspect that I feel like yes. one of the things that people miss out the most on movies and why they probably give you a bad review is because no one talks about the movie afterwards. Right. Josh and I sure. like to talk a lot. It, this is a thing, though. It's like I feel like one of the big benefits, I think, of seeing movies or TV shows or reading a book or comic book or doing anything in media is the ability to talk to someone else about your feelings about it. And I think it's the community and it's amazing. And that's yeah. one of the reasons you started your spot. I mean, let's be honest. Right. You wanted the community and, and board, board games are part of that and video games are part yep. of that. And it's probably my favorite part of being there and working is just, we, I, you know, hang out at the bar and you got like six or seven people sitting around the bar, just talking about any of those subjects like uh, there was a lot of comic book there's a lot of video game there's a lot of everything you know what i mean so just like being able to sit behind that counter and like have have a place for those conversations and why do you think there's twitch you know what i mean like twitch is there right. not just because people want to show off their video game skills it's a place for people to talk you know our friends at winterhouse gaming they're online streaming all the time it's because other people in their community enjoy watching them do things if you right. do something stupid in a video game, someone else can be like, Haha, what an idiot. If you do right. something crazy, they can say something good. So the same thing. And that's why Netflix did that whole party thing where you can watch a movie with someone else. The community yep. based around it is huge. And that's why, again, I think the same thing is with going to a theater, whether it's your theater or an actual big movie theater is when you leave the movie and the lights come on, everybody's leaving to hear people who are like, oh, that was a good movie. Oh, that right. was amazing. This happened. And you hear people, that's, it's not a community that you're directly involved with because you're not having the right. conversation, but you hear the talks and you hear people talking about it. And if people, I'm, I, you, I don't, not there that often at your place when someone walks out of a theater, but my guess is someone walks out of a theater and someone goes, what'd you watch? And they're like, right. we watched, oh, yeah. you know, you know Almost Friday the time. 13th or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, I love that movie. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So I think it, it, there is a community and I think that's one thing we've lost with COVID is this community-based stuff that we can't do, which is kind of sad. Right. I do feel for the live, in, live music industry and the live play industry and all that stuff, but like my passion is comic books, movies, TV shows, things in multimedia, video games. Right. And I'm excited for the, the community-based things to get back to, to normal in a sense that I can watch a movie with friends, whether it be at a local place, small theater in a rural town, Bangor yeah. Cinemas or at Queen City Cinema Club in downtown Bangor. That community thing is cool. And I think I'd love to be able to start that in the future where we talk a little bit more. I think every time I have Josh on, we'll talk about obviously pop culture and movies and stuff because that's, you know, it's his avenue. But I think it's a cool place for me to talk to someone that's not my significant other or right. – because I don't have any – like right now it's like if, a, if I'm serving at Orinal Brewing Company, I'm checking on tables and someone's like, hey, I see you wearing a Marvel shirt. Do you love Marvel? I'm like – Hell yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, right. At some point, you know, I can only talk about it so much with my, you know, my wife. You're, so. pre you're pretty much the only person that I talk to outside of my family, except for, well, Pete Hansen is doing my, is my contractor. So I get oh, to talk to him quite a bit. Pete. Uh, oh, I love Pete. So, hey, yeah. Josh, if you ever, uh, I have two uh, Mondays off now. Well, technically, swap Tuesday, Monday. But if you ever need any extra hands, I can come in and stay my distance from you. We can help do some Appreciate stuff at, at uh, your shop. So I think I'm going to talk good. to Paul from Galactic Comic Books now, which was supposed to be this week, but we changed it around. Yep. He'll be on Thursday night for next week. Yep. And I'm trying to get my old, the, the, my old English teacher and the current Bangor High School principal 
to get yeah. on the podcast and talk about how schools are crazy right now and so on. So yeah. um, I'm sure but he's I think, not busy at all. So no, no, but it's, it's funny because he's like, <laughs> hey, he's like, I'd love to get on there. Da, 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 da. And it's right. like, I, I, I think it'd be cool because I ran into him, I want to say two years ago at OBC Bangor. Yeah. He's at the bar drinking a beer. And I was like, oh my God, the last time I saw this dude, the last time I was 18 years old finishing high school. Right. Right. So I moved to Massachusetts. 10 years later, I moved back to Bangor. Now I see him at the bar. And in my mind, I'm still 18 years old. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be drinking this beer. What the hell? Oh my God, <laughs> what's going to happen? And so then I ended up buying a beer, which is one of the most weird things I've ever done is you buy an old yeah. teacher, you had a beer which is pretty yeah. crazy. So hopefully they can chat and stuff like that. But yeah, no, next time, cool. hopefully by the time we come back to get together on a podcast together, we'll have seen some of these new movies and we can discuss. Absolutely. Maybe, we'll, maybe, maybe we'll force each other to buy the Bill and Ted movie and we'll do a yeah. special edition podcast talking about just the Bill and Ted movie. Like I said, you're probably not going to have to twist my arm too hard. <laughs> I've, I've been waiting for the return of the wild stallions for 20 years by it's really great so josh is not knowing when he's gonna open <laughs> again the third time we've right. talked to him we have no idea what's going on now um <laughs> but we're glad to see some progress man i'm excited for what's yeah, gonna happen later absolutely. on I, I hope I, at some point these podcasts that we're doing between josh and i are actually uh, filmed and recorded at queen city cinema club yeah. that will be the goal we can definitely do that bye so fun. keep an eye on queen city cinema club's facebook page instagram yep uh, yeah, I'm gonna start updates. updating all the social media, the website, all that stuff with, and start dropping some, you know, pictures and stuff like that. So, we're getting there, promise. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, said, like I said, it's not. Nice. Some place open yet? Yeah, exactly. No, that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, Project Power just came on the screensaver on my uh thing. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, he's also in it. So it's oh, really? Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are both in that movie. So interesting. Now you're gonna have to look at the trailer and watch it because that's yeah, really... I will. I think we should do that. So Josh and I will probably come back. I haven't talked to him about this, but we're gonna come back at some point and do a special podcast talking about reviewing actual movies that we'll talk yeah. we'll watch movies. I think that'd be cool too. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but thanks for joining us, Josh. At Queen yeah. City Cinema Club is that like usually Facebook slash Queen City Cinema Club? Yep. At yep. Queen City Cinema Club. Yep. Um. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Again, I thank you for joining me. Um, we'll be back at some point with Josh. Uh, until then, watch movies. <laughs> Find something to do during this crappy time we're in and watch some movies. If anybody watches the new Bill and Ted movie, get at me. So I want to know if they like it or not before I watch it. <laughs> right. But uh, thanks for joining me, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude.